So I have a highly recommended company that sponsors this show called Gummy Cube, and they have big data analytics from the app stores. So Gummy Cube can help you find the right data that helps you increase your downloads. I mean, that's pretty relevant, right? So I highly recommend just go and check them out. Go to www.gummycube.com. Com. That's www.gummicube.com. And I want to thank Gummicube because they've just been so great in continuing to support this show. Apptentive. Apptentive are really good at improving your app store ratings. They used StockTwits to improve their rating from 1.5 stars to 4 stars. So to get your free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thanks very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. B7Dev, that's b7dev.com. App design and development, they make your app idea become a reality. The founder called Haim is a very good friend of mine, so make sure that you mention my name when you reach out to them. Thanks very much to B7Dev. Numob, N-U-M-O-B. Numob are the leaders in app acceleration for Android and iOS. They've created a solution that speeds up the load times and performance of your mobile apps by two to 10 times. Go to newmob.com, that's N-E-U-M-O-B.com. Hi, my name is Abdullah Kablan. I'm the founder of Sheduit, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. I love this show. I get to meet some great founders, uh, CEOs, CMOs, CTOs, basically anyone that helps us with their journey because we're all listening to this as app entrepreneurs ourselves in the app world. Uh, we learn a lot. So if you are listening to this and you uh, really fancy the idea of becoming an app entrepreneur, this is the episode for you. This is the show for you. Uh, let me introduce today's guest. I've got someone uh, who uh, has recently been introduced to me, and I think it's going to be very, very valuable in what we will learn. Uh, his name is Adam Farah, and he is uh, the CMO of uh, Allow Pip. So Adam, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, so Allow Pip, first of all, um, what does it allow us to do? Tell us about Allow Pip. So, um, Pip is an artificial intelligence that plans ahead for you. So, what you do is you give Pip a little bit of information, perhaps uh, your email or access to your calendar. And what she does is she finds events that you might uh, need some help with, whether it's a birthday event or some flights or something like that. And she'll proactively and preemptively get those things booked for you. So she's an artificial intelligence that plans ahead. I'm really, really excited. Okay, so uh, I know that uh, it seems to be like there's a, a big trend towards artificial intelligence. Could you explain what you feel that means to you uh, in, in what you're doing? Yeah, so um, the sort of, you're right. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, can you call it a fad or uh, a buzzword at the minute around AI? And I think what a lot of these guys are doing with AI is they are just using conversational AI. So, you know, almost can things pass the Turing test. What we're trying to do is we're trying to decipher events in your life. So for us, AI is more about seeing events that come through your calendar, seeing events that happen in your life that you put down on a mobile device that everybody uses every day. 
and figuring out where we can slot PIP, where we can slot our intelligence into that to actually get things done for you without you even realizing that they've been done. Right. Okay. So, you know, Adam, one of the big um, themes of this show is solving a problem. And I wondered if we could flesh out the, you know, the actual problem you're, you're trying to solve. I mean, I'm taking a guess that it's you're helping uh, reduce the uh, uh, time and increase productivity. But t- tell us in your own words what problem you're trying to solve. Well, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where this came from. So, right, okay. Um, <laughs> so I got married in August last year. Um, Congratulations. And so, thank you very much. And so um, actually for the first part of this year, first three months, I've been living in London. So my wife's been at home in Yorkshire, I've been in London, and I've just been so busy during the week. And I mean, literally 12 hour days, so busy. So I keep forgetting to plan things. So what drops on February 14th, but mine and my wife's first Valentine's Day together. Well, this is very, very important. I can absolutely guarantee from my experience, (laughs) don't miss it. (laughs) Oh, well, I kind of did a little bit. So I I didn't miss it so much. What I actually did was I forgot to do anything. So we'd sort of talk during the weekends, you know, oh yeah, we'll go to a restaurant, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll sort of get some taxis there and back. But Paul, I forgot to do everything. So I got home late one Friday. Bear in mind, we're trying to go out on Saturday. I'm frantically phoning around Saturday morning, trying to get taxis, trying to get restaurants. Cut a long story short, we ended up in a Thai restaurant in the middle of a housing estate in Wakefield, West Yorkshire. It wasn't amazing, you know, and it was kind of, me and my wife sort of looked at each other and thought, well, that's the first Valentine's Day failed then. Um, So, uh, my co-founder Mark was having something similar on his end as well where he was trying to sort some tickets out for his wife and just didn't get around to it again because he's so busy and so we thought well wouldn't it be good if there was a service that actually we could just grant a level of uh, autonomy to to get these things sorted out and so that's when we started fleshing, it, fleshing out the idea of PIP so the problem they're actually solving is we're trying to make people automatically more productive and the only way that they need to do anything to make themselves more productive is to put um, put a, an event in the calendar. You know, something that we'd that we'd all do, something we'd do for an interview. So it's making people more productive by actually just taking one action of making an event in your calendar. I mean, first of all, I love that story because I think that anyone listening can look at their own lives, look at the problems maybe they're sort of have and and then tackle those. Now, ironically, here you are 12 hour days, really frantic, and you decide to launch Allow Pip on the back of your frantic lifestyle. Uh, So how did you go about um, launching given that uh, I guess you've got a lot of other things on? Was this like a side project that became something bigger or, or was it a kind of right, I'm doing this now? Well, actually, it's the result of a pivot. So before Allow Pip, um, we were doing, a, we were in a startup called Cavalry, and Cavalry was an on demand roadside assistance service. And so um, at, at about Feb, like really early February, uh, we just sort of did the numbers and we realized that actually things weren't stacking up. Uh, we needed a lot more cash than we had. So we decided to shelve it. And so Allow Pip was born from a conversation with myself and my co-founder on the train back to London one Sunday evening. 
we thought, okay, well, what can we, what can we bring to this idea? It's a good idea, we think, let's flash it out, but what can we each bring? Um, so uh, Mark's got a big, um, you know, he's, he's got a big CV in, in the business world, he's very talented there. I've got a data mining background, so sort of uh, building the AI is going to come quite nicely. Um, so it was, a, to answer your question, it was a complete pivot from a previous startup. Um, and then it was, we were full time on it from then. Okay, okay, I love that as well, because you know what, we've just fleshed out another major theme, which is uh, to pivot. And uh, I, I'm guessing that for anyone listening, what would be your biggest tip on uh, pivoting? All right, well, so my, my number one tip would be actually, before you know whether you need to pivot or not, listen to your gut. So that's just, that's something that I just didn't do. So I took a I used to work for a bank and I took a year off uh, and I worked on cavalry um, for a year, building out the app and all that sort of stuff. And beginning of this year, there was just a, something in my gut that was just like, it just wasn't registering properly with me. Now I put it down to just a lot of time spent on it. Um, but you must listen to your gut on these things because if, if, if something's off there, you know, there's probably a lot more to it than, than just that feeling. So uh, me and Mark sat down and did a talk, uh, did a chat about uh, the unit economics. Mark crunched some numbers and they just weren't working out. So number one tip is listen to your gut. Number two tip is do the unit economics. If they don't stack up, you just haven't got a business. And, and then what I would say is if you do decide to can it, have a, um, have a good drink if that's your thing and sort of toast goodbye to the startup and then move on. You're probably going to have some other great ideas. So that's really essential because I can imagine, you know, a lot of people have said on this show that it's really hard to give up something that almost is like your baby, you know, especially if this is the first thing you've done after leaving banking. And, uh, and but so let's allow Pip then. You're, um, you've got um, a great idea. Many people listening to this have great ideas themselves you've gone one step further and actually done something about it what was the kind of first thing then the, the biggest challenges you had to solve to get this to the market so the number one thing was figuring out whether actually other people thought it was a good idea so what we're trying to solve is we're trying to solve people's productivity in a way so we wanted to know um will people actually trust us to take care of their tasks ahead of time so the number one thing for us was to was to prove that so actually pip started out as an experiment so listen to the market i'd say you know listen to the market put put the questions out there that you really need answering in our case as i said it was do people want help with upcoming tasks and are people willing to um, let somebody else take care of those tasks for them, you know, buy birthday gifts on their behalf. So ours was a 30-day experiment with birthdays. Are people willing to tell us about friends' birthdays ahead of time and get those things sorted out? The answer was yes. So we thought, right, okay, birthdays are solved. Let's move on to other events from here. So test the market, test the waters. You know, um, you can, if, if you like, I was a couple of years ago, if you are working a nine-to-five, you know, just you can, you can do plenty in a few hours on an evening. Um, you know, you can start pushing out very, very small 
betas of your product. You know, maybe you've got a very small email list of people that might be interested. Start pushing it out to them. Ask for feedback. Actually get a relationship with some people. Start talking on the phone with, with people. Um, one tip I would say as well um, is read a, a book by Rob Fitzpatrick called The Mom Test. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I haven't, no. It's a fantastic book. It, so essentially what it teaches you to do is to ask the right questions. So the reason it's called Mom Test is... Oh, that could be quite helpful to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more, it's more around, so, so it's more around the, the business. So yeah. um, the reason it's called Mom Test is if, if you tell your mom you've got, a, you've got a great idea, she's going to say, fantastic, I'd buy it. But actually, is anybody else going to? Your mum's lying to you. Here are the real questions to ask her to get an honest answer out of it. And so read that book. Take everything on board and start talking to people. That is just so helpful. You know, as I was listening to you describe the idea, I got really, really excited. And what, what did it feel like when you suddenly realised you're onto something? Uh, tell us, like, how it felt to, you know, like, literally sort of come across this idea and start working on it. Oh, I, um, I was so excited. So... Just, just to backtrack a little bit, I was uh, when myself and uh, Mark decided to close Cavalry down for the time being, I hit a real sort of low point, you know, because like you say, it's your baby, you're putting it to bed, and so I, I didn't know what we we're going to do at that point. We hadn't had the idea of Pip, and so actually, when we came up with the idea of Pip, and it didn't seem like just something that was, you know, a very small iterative product. It felt like something brand new that nobody was doing. We just, honestly, we were high-fiving each other. We were thinking this is the best thing that we could have come up with. And we got a little bit of, um, got a little bit of feedback from some mentors and they're really excited about it. So it was just that feeling of excitement was just, just went through both of us. And I think that helps you build a product and, and get on board and start asking the right questions again as well. You know, it's a, it's a real, you feel like you've had a real win. Let me take this opportunity to thank my sponsors. So let me thank who I think is the planet's best app store optimization company, and that is GummyCube. Now, GummyCube are a San Francisco-based company, but they can deal with you wherever you are. They are an app store optimization technology company. Now, they leverage big data from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, and they use this to feed their algorithms, which helps you to be more effective with search on the App Store. Now, one of the biggest discoveries they've made over the last few years is that web search and mobile search are completely different. So they collect big data, it's called DataCube, and this is from the app stores, not the web search. Uh, so this means that you can be much, much more effective with optimizing your apps uh, for the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And just thank you, GummyCube, for being such a great supporter of this show. So I want to thank my sponsor, Abtentive. Uh, they have a great tool which provides in-app surveys. So you get to ask your customers how they feel. Why do they feel the way they do about your app? You know, maybe you want to ask, do they think your app is above expectations or it's met expectations or even below expectations? You need to find the stuff out, find out how they feel. So it's really easy to implement in your app. And, and you get these uh, surveys, which we all know how important feedback is. Uh, we need to get feedback to help improve the app, continue modifying it, enhancing it. And Apptentive enable you to do this in a very easy way. So to get your free mobile app consultation, go to 
apptentive.com forward slash app guy. It's really important that you do the forward slash app guy because you'll get the free consultation. So apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much to Apptentive. They are incredibly supportive for this show and go and send them some love. Thank you so much. Let's return to the interview. So there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye to to you, Adam. One is that I, I'm actually going to pick up on another big theme. I might might as well go. I've not had an episode where we've gone through all the themes, but with with your um, co-founder, you've got someone who already has an influence in uh, the market. And I wondered, like, how important that is to uh, getting the beta launched and, and actually going through for the launch. How is important is it to have someone of influence there working uh, on part of, as part of the team? Um. How important is it? Okay, well, I think I think it helps, but I don't think it's the be all and end all. So um, it, I sort of found this out pre-PIP where we were um, struggling to get new users on board. And actually, Mark started talking about it in some blog posts he puts out, um, and it helped us get some feedback for the product, which was great. But I I know that had Mark not had the network, not had the um, the throw that he has in, in those communities, I know that he would have still done a great job of actually pushing this product out to the right people and getting people to listen to him because it's just that kind of it's just that kind of commanding guy. So I think if you have somebody, look, I'll tell you what you need. You need somebody who could sell you a car. You know the type of guy I mean? Somebody who's <laughs> charismatic <laughs> and, you know, they can talk and they can talk on your level and they can make you smile. That's, that, that's the kind of guy you need. Whether they've got any business acumen or not is a bonus in my eyes. I love that. Um, uh, yeah, you need someone that can sell. Because I'm guessing as well, like, you're always in, like, selling mode, you know, either whether you're fundraising or whether you're, uh, pitching to any stakeholders or and users, uh, you're you're actually always in sales mode. Yeah, and you need somebody who's charismatic. And so, so I did a bit of pitching, um, and I I just don't have the charisma that that he's got. You know, Mark does have that sort of. Um, it it does it is it, well versed. You know, he, he's got a good command of the English language, and he makes people smile. So that's why he's that's why from now on he's going to be the only one doing pitching. and uh, I'm also I guess I'm um, realizing as well that it it is actually important um, for anyone who's listening the developers perhaps are cut from a different cloth than salespeople yeah it's what I'm learning from you is that it's it's always handy to marry up with someone on your you know as a co-founder who's bringing different skills to the table yeah, so that's that's really true, actually. Um, you know, as as a techie, as I call myself, um, you know, as a techie guy, I default to product. So I default to building. So if I, if ever I'm sort of struggling for anything to do, right, I open up Sublime Text or Xcode and I just start working. Um, whereas Mark, or you know, a, a more of a business oriented person will actually go straight into how can we grow? How can we do this? How can we reach X metric? How can we do X, Y, Z? Um, instead of, I don't, I don't know if you're the same, what would be my default of just coding? Um, and I think that, I actually think that the tech founders are in more demand than the business founders, but they're both equally as important. So if you look on, online for co-founders, you know, it's going to be business people, uh, business development people looking for a tech founder. So, you know, there's there's plenty of um, people out there for the techies like us. 
that, that's great. And you know, the the final thing is, you, you kind of talked and touched upon like your experience with cavalry. I think you said, and uh, I guess it did get quite hard when you started to realize in your gut it, it wasn't perhaps the right thing at the right time. But uh, do you have any tips for? Um, how you got through that with your co-founder Mark, and you still come out and you started another project together? Uh, any advice on, like, uh, you know, just working together? Um, it helps if so. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a bit of a drunk here, but it helps if you can go out and drink quite a lot. Um, so, <laughs> okay. so, so for us, uh, as, I, as I said earlier on, you know, when, when we realised that the idea wasn't there, we just sort of. Mark, I think, was already looking for the next opportunity, and I was just sort of like, "Well, that's you know, sixty grand of savings burned through. That's a year off burned through." Um, so it was, so it was, it was hard for me to hard for me to cope with. And then we got some advice from one of the mentors that just said, "Look, just, just." just treat it as something that's got you to this point. And I think when we came up with PIP, that that kind of registered, like we wouldn't have been able to come up with a better idea of PIP without having failed on a previous startup. So see everything as just a stepping stone. Yeah, I mean, Adam, I'm going to have to confess to you that this is the reason I set up the podcast was, was to meet people like yourself because I too left a, a banking position and lost a, probably... Uh, if my wife's listening, close your ears. Sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand. Yeah. I think of what I car something around that. That, and uh, I felt so ashamed uh, of being in a position that, that you know, like meant that I, I actually did that. But meeting you know others that are kind of cut from the same cloth in a way and and um, are able to talk about those with some humility is why I do the podcast. So it's great that you know to meet people like yourself. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a big um, I'm a I'm a big believer as well in um, not in Silavi or anything like that, but you know, in that you should have no regrets. Even at your lowest point, you're thinking, "I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I hadn't have wasted that money." You should have no regrets because actually, everything that has happened had to happen to get you where you are today, and you don't know what's around the corner. Well, that's what keeps us going. Hey, yeah, I can't get I can't ask you to leave until we do ask you about this. Um, meetup that you're going to and you mentioned uh, that you may bump into was was uh... oh yeah so that's uh, business rocks in manchester um i think it might i think it might kick off tonight but it's certainly on tomorrow and uh friday and actually we will be doing a q a on um how to how to properly fail at a startup uh, on the main stage tomorrow at four o'clock, I believe. So look out for uh, myself and Mark there. Uh, it'll be Neil Neil Cocker asking the questions. Yeah, it's Business Rocks Workshop. I'm, I, I don't know, really know what to expect. I've not been to it before, but I'm quite looking forward to trying to sneak into the after party and get a selfie with Woz. Yeah, what are you going to ask him if you have one question? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, oh, my word. That's a I'll let you do, maybe, we, maybe you can dwell on that. And, yeah, uh, I'll tweet uh, you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, this is going out pretty much uh, live. So, um, you know, that is uh, happening. So if anyone um, is listening, that's in Manchester. Uh, have a look. I'm guessing it's um, pretty packed. But uh uh, so the, this is episode 453 and uh, full show notes will be on uh, theappguy.co to search for Adam Farah and you'll find um, links to Adam and allow Pip. But in the meantime, Adam, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way of uh, connecting? 
So you can get in touch with me directly on Twitter at Adam Farrah. That's Farrah spelled F-A-R-A-H. Uh, you can follow our startup at allowpip.com or you can email me at adam at allowpip.com. Wow. Um, thanks so much for like entertaining us and also like educating us. And um, I feel like uh, it's such a great product you've got. So um, Thank well, you. Thank you very much for having me as well. It's been a pleasure. So after the sponsored messages, I will be making an announcement about a new service. Uh, do stay tuned. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. Also remember this episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. They are sponsoring this show. Go and show them some love. Go and check out apptentive.com forward slash app guy. It's a unique page set up for us and they get to try uh, to help you with a free mobile app consultation. Uh, It will enable you to do effective two-way communication with your users of your app. So go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy apptentive.com forward slash app guy thank you so much to apptentive for supporting the show so i partnered up with a really good friend of mine he's a an industry veteran i've known him for a good a good number of years now and uh a startup founder very highly trusted and uh, what we are doing is we are offering a three-week user testing package for your mobile apps. The problem we're trying to solve is that brands are launching and if there's some bugs, if they're not quite sure of their users' uh, ability to use the app uh, and they get some one-star reviews, then they get absolutely trounced on uh, social media. There's a lot of uh, negative criticisms about the apps. They cannot afford to uh, have an app that just does not function. So uh, it's a fairly intensive three-week user testing package that uh, you would get. Uh, Now, uh, you do get um, a a recruitment of target users, and uh, there's some tests that are unbiased that are conducted. Now, this is pretty cool. Actually, uh, the uh, tests are um, filmed as well, so you can actually see the users using them. And, um, and also, uh, yeah, analyze and, and report um, uh, the findings. It's a fairly um, extensive package. It's something I'm, I'm offering in conjunction with my partner. Uh, if, uh, now, it may not be of interest to you. If you're listening to this, you're an indie app developer, you know, you're not going to be able to afford the uh, fee. But uh, you may come across uh, a brand that is launching an app or someone uh, like a founder who has a mid-sized company or a reasonable startup, maybe they've just got funding and they are uh, requiring the service. Uh, so I need you to be my eyes and ears on the ground looking for founders, looking for these opportunities for me. Please help me out. Uh, you know, as a listener uh, to this show, uh, you will appreciate just my enthusiasm towards this industry and you know I really do need your help so please keep your eyes and ears open at all times for any opportunities that are for a, a user testing package and making sure that uh, apps are uh, highly um, qualified before they go out you know quality checked 
so do uh, uh, get in touch I mean if you want to book a chat with me if you are interested yourself or if you want to direct uh, anyone you think would be interested direct them to uh, theappguy.co uh, in uh, on my site you will find something called mobile app testing on the top uh, of the uh, navigation bar and just click on that and you'll see um, something entitled three week user testing package for mobile apps there you go there's my announcement really excited that uh, I've been able to uh, partner up to offer uh, something along these lines and uh, need your help in uh, getting the message out there for me so uh, appreciate that thanks very much and I hope to get you another episode shortly <laughs>